0: White Rocket Entertainment, podcast number 540 and also 470. This is a special presentation of a podcast that my daughter Mira and I recorded back in the lockdown period in the summer of 2020. The file was lost for a while, but I've recovered it. And here you go, our views after we watched these two very funny movies. Girls only want boyfriends who have great skills. You know, like numchuck skills, bow hunting skills computer hacking skills.
1: How was school?
0: Worst day of my life? What do you think? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> what kind of bike do you have?
1: It's a sledgehammer. Dang. You ever take it off any sweet jumps? <gasps> <gasps> what are you drawing? A liger. What's a liger?
0: It's my favorite animal. It's like a lion and a tiger mix. Why are you so sweaty? I've been practicing some dance moves. Mm-hmm. Hey. Is Trisha here? Who's that on my driveway? That's my ride. In... Nine, eight, seven, ignition sequence. Started. All engines are started. We have ignition. Two, one, zero. We have a liftoff. We have a liftoff and it's lighting up the area. It's just like daylight here at Kennedy Space Center. It's a 105. is moving off the pad. Welcome to the White Rocket Podcast, brought to you by White Rocket Entertainment, in association with all of our great supporters via Patreon.com. I'm Van Allen Plexico, and I'm joined for this special movie review episode by Mira Plexico. Welcome aboard, Mira.
1: Stop losers. <laughs>
0: Gosh. So, this is, I guess, you're technically your first full, real appearance on one of our shows, isn't it? I mean, you've done some bit parts in the past.
1: Yeah, where I was like seven. <laughs>
0: yeah. You, you, you did a James Bond episode, a little bit there. Like,
1: part of one.
0: And you've been, you've been uh, done a lot of the voices for things like the AU Wishbone over the years. So, recently, what movie did you and I watch that we decided to talk about a little bit today?
1: It's called Napoleon Dynamite, and I love it, even though it's very weird.
0: It is very weird. It came out in 2004, I believe, from Fox. I did not see it at wow. the time... I kept hearing about it. In fact, for a couple of years there, those Vote for Pedro t-shirts were ubiquitous. You couldn't go to the mall or anywhere without seeing Vote for Pedro, and I never understood it. I'm like, I thought he was Napoleon. Why is he saying Vote for Pedro? Why is he saying Vote for Napoleon? Had you ever seen anything about this movie before we watched it? Nope. Did you know it existed before we watched it? No. Okay. So for (laughs) you, it was like a brand new experience, and for me, it was trying to... it was. A, whole, a weird world. And for me, it was trying to find out what was the big deal. Because yeah. I always heard people talk about it. And there have there've been, been other movies like this over the years that people talk a lot about, and then I would watch them, and I would be very unimpressed, like super bad and a couple of others like that. I just yeah. tried to watch them and couldn't get into them at all. But I thought this one was actually very interesting. So before we get into specifics about it, I want you to talk for a minute about the overall, just kind of the ambiance of this movie. How would you describe it? It's not like any other movie I've ever seen. How would you describe it?
1: Well, I mean, the movie takes a raw eye on average, suburban, cheapo, tacky people, (laughs) kind of. Okay. And I mean this in the best way possible. There's always, like, there's always... Wherever you go, there's always going to be a total weirdo with all of his weirdo friends and all, and I, 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 I yeah.
0: But this—the movie itself had a tone that was very deadpan. Like, it was never—it yeah. you know I mean? was never trying to be goofy. It's just like these these ridiculous people just seemingly being themselves uh-huh. in serious fashion was absurd. <laughs> it was like an absurdist thing in a way, you know? Uh-huh. Like another planet almost. Yeah. By the way, we we did watch, and we can talk about it for a few minutes at, uh, if you want to. At the end, we did watch another movie that the director. Well, we watched another one of his movies, and uh, we watched um, Jack Black in Nacho Libre. Yes. And oh, Jared Hess, of course, Jared Jared Hess, and he's never quite. You know, Napoleon Dynamite is described often as lightning in a bottle, right? They they caught lightning in a bottle with this weird thing that just worked. How would you did did you think that Nacho Libre was as good, not as good, better? How did you
1: Um mm, I feel like they're really close, I guess. Hmm. And um Could you
0: tell the same person was responsible for both? Yeah.
1: yeah. They had like how i put It's like in like a TV show or something where it's like one show is like the main show and then the other show is a spin-off mm. in the same universe and you can tell that they're like in the same world and all, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like that.
0: Yeah, similar tone, similar kind of absurdist, a uh, deadpan approach. Yeah, I agree. Uh, different stories. In both cases, you kind of have a ridiculous lead character mm-hmm. who is sympathetic but you're not quite sure why you're sympathetic yeah. to him because he doesn't make the greatest decisions along. Mm-hmm. And really strange people around him that look at him about like we do, which is like, what Ooh. are you doing? All right, well, let's talk a little bit about Napoleon Dynamite first, and then we can talk a couple of seconds about about Nacho Libre. So the characters, this is certainly a movie, I mean, 100% of it is about characters. There's, there's, uh-huh. there's barely any plot. There's barely any plot. It's just these characters doing weird stuff. And, I mean, if there's a plot, I guess it's, what, Napoleon trying to go to the dance with a girl and
1: help his friend
0: get elected president. it
1: It seemed like this movie, like, it seemed like it was, like, an adaptation from a book. Because usually, like, in movies, like, that aren't adaptations, they have just, like, one plot, one way to get there. Movies that aren't adapted from books are like the interstate, <laughs> and then like movies that are from books are like little backroads and stuff. Interesting
0: kinda. metaphor. Okay, okay. Well, so- just
1: just think about it, cause like mm-hmm. book to movie, like there's there's all the subplots and stuff, cause then like you're cause if you don't include the subplots, then you're gonna have an angry mob chasing around chasing you around Hollywood. Cough 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 Directors um. <laughs>
0: Probably so So yeah So it's driven by these characters It's about what these weird characters do And how they relate with each other So kind of go through you, you had some thoughts you were talking about Before we got recording here About characters that you liked or didn't like Or made an impression on you So let's let's kind of run down that list And we'll each talk about them
1: um, I really feel like hmm. My favorite character, I think, was probably the weird uncle. You know,
0: (laughs) the one that was like a salesman and stuff.
1: Yeah, that sold the Tupperware stuff.
0: (laughs) And threw a stake at. Didn't he throw a stake at Napoleon or something?
1: I'm pretty sure he did.
0: That was so weird. Like.
1: The steak was just really gross, too. It was like swimming in a pool of oil, I'm pretty sure. It was
0: pretty raw, and he just threw it. Yeah, that's just, And stuff like that happens all the way through the movie, and you're like, wait, did that just happen? And yeah. By the time you realize what just happened, they're on to the next crazy thing. So, okay, so the, so the uncle that was like a salesman, and he was supposed to be taking care of them while the grandma was having surgery or something, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like my other favorite character was... The, the brother character, I forgot, what's his name? Kip. Kip, yeah, right. Kip.
0: Kip Dynamite. <laughs> Kipland, Kip Dynamite. Yeah, Aaron Rule. <laughs> that was, that hey, was, God, he was even weirder than Napoleon. He,
1: cause he had, he had the internet girlfriend, which is, which is like, I'm pretty sure that's like what 90 Day Fiance is like. <laughs> and then, I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, so, He's got an internet girlfriend with the fabulous name that is La Fonda. I actually really like that name because it's tacky and it's fun. <laughs> and, and it's spelled
0: interesting like Fon duh duh. So that's, that's interesting. So, yeah, so he actually, I, I totally didn't think that she existed. Yeah, and then she shows up, and she's this gorgeous, tall woman, and I'm like, "Wow, okay, so." And and that's the best. <laughs> and
1: then she's all just like, "Hey." She likes him.
0: I know that. Didn't, okay, so like, my brain. Th- that's in some ways, that's the most interesting part of the movie is Kip and LaFonda because, when Kip was talking about her, I totally didn't believe she existed. Yeah. Then when she actually came to meet him, I totally thought she was gonna run screaming away from him. Uh huh. And then she like falls in love with him and marries him. And
1: I'm going. And then he turns into like a gangster. He turns into a gangster. I was like,
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. That was something I did not. Ex- they surprised me repeatedly with that. And then we even actually saw the wedding in the post-credit scene. And then Napoleon rides up on a horse. or yeah.
1: something. Yeah.
0: So I want to talk about uh, John Hader in this role. How wasn't do you it, wh- horse. Wasn't it? John, yeah, John Hader in this role is Napoleon as the, in the title role. Because we didn't really. List him immediately as, a, as like the most important character, but it was his movie, and I'm assuming that he's a normal person and that was all acting, right? And if it was, that was a really good acting job. Yeah.
1: Because, like, the entire time his voice was just like, gee, God.
0: <laughs> I, I just, another, I'm doing it, gee. <laughs> I know, it's one of those things where I heard that speech pattern back in 04 when people were seeing the movie. God. I didn't understand. Yeah, was, I didn't understand what was supposed to be so funny about it. But when you watch it, it's like they put him in these absurd situations, and then he acts all put out. Yes. He's 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 like constantly put out and and can't be bothered. He's just like, oh. you know. Jeez. It's just so. God. So he's he does a really. I mean, he is not a character. That that I uh, ever expected to encounter in a movie. Mm-hmm. He really did something original with that.
1: Seems like he, whoever was creating the characters and all, like the writers and stuff, they went to a, um, a <laughs> class of like kindergartners and were like, "Okay, give me an adjective." <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, some were like, weird, strange, mm-hmm. Ug wearing Because, <laughs> remember, he wore the Uggs. Okay. He wore Uggs in sweatpants. <laughs> okay. I'm, y- right. See? Look, look at the movie. Okay. See. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. We're just you not good radio, but, yes, we're looking at something. Okay, so I, uh, another character I really liked was the, you called her the beauty shots girl I believe I that's... I forgot her name. I believe Deb, that's Tina Majorino. I've seen her in other things as well. Yeah. But I liked her because she was like... At first you think she's going to be a normal person that doesn't know what to do with these people. You're
1: not thinking. You're praying. Yeah, it's
0: true. You're praying that she's a normal person. And, then, and she's nice. She was like the most nice, nicest yes. person in the movie. But yet she still was... Try, she tried to be friends with Napoleon and... She oh she, that's right. When we first meet her, she's like carrying a, a tackle box full of yeah,
1: full of like
0: wristbands or something. What are like
1: they, they were like macrame bracelets? I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I Think it's macrame. And uh-huh.
0: then she like run off and leave him in his house. So he has to, at his door. So he has to take yeah, just like to he him.
1: like he insults her or something, and she's just like. Oh. She runs away. And
0: I don't think he even meant to. He just That's just how he is. I mean, hes mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. He's, in a strange way, he's almost like the Sheldon character on Big Bang oh, Theory. Yeah. Except that this movie didn't have a Leonard. <laughs> this movie was, or Penny, this whole movie was just Sheldons everywhere. And it just <laughs> after a while, you start losing your mind because there's nobody normal. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. A couple of others I wanted to mention. Pedro. He was, oh, was kind of normal. Oh, for Pedro. Yeah, we love Pedro, but he was kind of normal. He was he was such a fish out of water in that environment that he kind of latched on to, to Napoleon because yeah. Napoleon was the only one that would give him the time of day, you know. Uh-huh. So what did you think about Pedro? Um. I mean, didn't he seem like, like the most normal, which is a scary thing to say?
1: Somewhat, I guess. I feel like he was one of my favorites because, first of all, I loved his mustache. <laughs> and then once he, like, shaved his head or something accidentally. Oh, yeah. He, like, got a toupee that looked
0: really fancy. <laughs> oh, I fancy. forgot about that. Guys, there's so much to this movie. The
1: toupee. The toupee was good. <laughs> I like the
0: toupee. So, talking about these characters... I mean, basically, the <laughs> scenes in this movie are just these characters interacting with each other. That's mm-hmm. pretty much all it is. Yeah. I, again, there's not really a plot. It's just these characters doing weird stuff. I guess if... Like I said, there's... It's if like there's, a... Mu-
1: it's like a pile of subplots all yeah. squished together it's a
0: montage of subplots yeah it is that's a good way of putting it And so, so what were some of the fav- our favorite scenes you mentioned um, uh, there was one you were talking about where Pedro was had a pinata or oh something. right okay
1: that. so there was one scene where Pedro he was like in his campaign pre- the school presidential campaign thing mm-hmm. and he had a pinata and all and he was like whacking it mm. and um,
0: with his opponent's name on it mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: that's
0: funny yeah, that was interesting that it was that, that they had become friends, Napoleon and Pedro. So Pedro decides to run for class president, which he would have no chance of, of ever winning. Mm-hmm. And yet they manufacture away because he doesn't know there's like a talent competition, which I don't <laughs> know why there's a talent competition for running for school president. But
1: That's just like school president turns into popularity contest, turns into variety show.
0: You know, that actually, I meant to tell you this, when I, where I went to, to high, I don't know if every high school does it, but now that I think about it, the class president at my high school, they, what they would do is have each person come out and give a speech or a skit, and all the poor kids would do a little speech, and they'd be so sincere, and the rich kids would come out and their friends, and they would do a skit. Um. And you could always predict. You could look at them and go, "Okay, they're going to do a skit. They're going to do a speech." And the people that did a speech never won. It was mm-hmm. always a skit. But it played out like that here because they did a kind of getting to the toward the end of it here. And, uh, we can go back and talk about stuff before it. But Pedro has to do a talent thing and he doesn't have one. And so kind of uh, Napoleon comes to his rescue, right? He yeah, does a,
1: he does a dance because he had like the little cassette thing or. VHS, I, I can't remember v- VHS and he was it was like one of those workout tape things and he was doing dances and stuff, Oh yeah, remember because he was practicing in his room?
0: Oh that's right he was practicing and that's where he kind of busted it out to save the day, by the way mm-hmm. I saw that John Hader was originally paid a thousand dollars to be in this movie <laughs> that's, a, that's not a bad deal because I'm, I'm going to see how much money it made, actually it cost four hundred thousand dollars to make and it Earned 46 million. So it actually made, let's see, 4 million, 40 million. So it made like a hundred times the profit that it cost. So it, it they ended up redoing Hader's contract to where he uh, made more money off of it. Hmm. Let's see, scenes or characters we haven't talked about. I liked that the uncle, Rico, I guess, wasn't he trying to like go in door to door selling stuff and trying yeah. to make them go with him or something? and. I feel like somebody the, the the and we kept seeing the karate instructor and then finally oh, at the God. end it came together and the karate instructor beat him up wasn't that it because he was a failed quarterback right
1: yeah the the uncle was a failed quarterback who is um, off with his little motorhome thing kicking the footballs and stuff and like recording it oh yeah on a camcorder <laughs> car, and
0: everything about him. Is and
1: so like Kip and Napoleon. Saw a commercial I think with the ninja dude or whatever, like karate, karate instructor. instructor. Yeah. Who wore who wore the worst sweatpants ever. They were they were American flag <laughs> oh, yeah. sweatpants. And they the, the material seemed like that really like cheap polyester stuff. I think it's polyester that you like if you order like a shirt off of Wish. You get that looks like like something a Kardashian would wear, and then you get it from wish, and then it's like a paper bag that's made out of that <laughs> made out of that awful, awful material
0: <laughs> I think that was Diedrich Bader playing him and and so the uncle got beat I've forgotten he was he yeah, he had been a failed quarterback and he was making like home videos of himself throwing a football, and it was not very good, but he was trying mm-hmm. really hard. Um, there was the um, the other girl we didn't talk about, the one that went to the dance, wasn't it, with Napoleon? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> he drew a picture for her.
1: That looked like some <laughs> something a monkey on steroids would make. Um, <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> but her mom felt bad, and so she made her go with him?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I just, just so you I'm know. I'm pretty
1: sure the mom of the girl who went to prom or homecoming or whatever with Napoleon, I'm pretty sure... The mom thought that Napoleon had some sort of like uh, a <laughs> mental illness thing or whatever. <laughs> I think
0: so. Um. <laughs> just so you know, when you start going to dances, we're gonna make you go to the go with the weirdest. Op- no. <laughs> class, just to be nice. Oh
1: God, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so,
0: uh, let's uh. see. So, any other scenes or things about it, and I'm gonna talk a little bit. We we wanna talk a little bit about *Nacho Libre* too, and then we'll kind of give our overall evaluations for them. So, any other scenes? I guess the wedding at the end still stands out in my mind.
1: The wedding was just like it seemed like an afterthought. That most people, most like, usually when you hear the word afterthought, you think, "Oh, this is gonna be terrible." Oh, and then this ended up being actually. Like, it was completely off the wall. It was. But it was good. <laughs> I liked that scene. Because, like, he just, like, Lafonda's brother or cousin or whatever was just like, Why? <laughs> why? God, no, why? He was
0: like us. <laughs> he was the voice of reason like a He was us. just yeah. like
1: shaking his head.
0: That guy was the only person in the entire movie I could identify with. <laughs> By the time it was over, I'm like, Yeah, I agree. I, I identified with the with her brother or whatever, yeah.
1: And then Oh, and then Napoleon just comes up on the horse <laughs> they
0: ride And he's
1: on he's on a freaking horse and then he just comes up and
0: Like he's a Lone uh, Ranger or something.
1: And then La Fonda gets on, and Kip gets on, and then they just oh God, <laughs> then they just
0: chew. you know it it now that I think about it, I was trying to think what I could compare this to. The only thing I can really compare this movie to are some of those really surreal animated cartoon shows like on Adult Swim, yeah that are so absurdist that they don't make any sense yeah. that you just have to take them for what they are, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a big thing the last 20 years or so. You, Your whole life, you've been around it, but there were like two or three cartoons that came along about 20, 25 years ago and totally changed how those kind of things work, just yeah. with absurdist, ridiculous things you'd never imagine. Mm-hmm. This was like a live-action version of that. Is yeah. That, you know? Uh-huh. So let's see. Oh, you wanted to mention the uh, tater tots.
1: Oh, mm. oh God. <laughs> okay, so at lunch, you know, he's got the tater tots, and then Pedro has tater tots, and Pedro doesn't eat the tater tots, I think.
0: Right. Pedro, so then Pedro Napoleon
1: takes like, Pedro's yeah, tater tots and sticks them in his sweatpants pocket.
0: <laughs> you think? Oh, he's just gonna eat the man's. Yeah. tots, he doesn't eat them. He takes them all in one big handful. And then
1: he sticks them in his pocket, and then while he's in class, he eats the freaking potato totters. Tater tots.
0: Oh my goodness, yeah, so. And I mean, and see, this is it. That gag made it through for two scenes. It's one of those things where you're wondering, what's the story of this movie? The story of this movie is that there's this guy who would do that. Uh And we get to witness it. Uh Which is so weird, but Okay. Uh, any other thoughts about this movie before we do our final evaluation of it?
1: Um, I want a sequel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll, well, oh yeah, I was going to ask you that. We'll do that before we do the sequel. So, if they um, did a sequel, what would you want to see in it? Would you want to see LaFonda and Kip oh, yeah. back still together, having a, proving
1: I wanna, everybody wrong? I feel like LaFonda and Kip, they would be one of those couples... That gets married like like when they're like sixteen or whatever. Something seems like something that you would see on like TLC now that it's gone downhill. (laughs) And I feel like Kip and (laughs) LaFonda got married at eighteen or what? Got married. (laughs) Whatever age they are, who
0: knows? Really
1: young. And then they like were married for a year and then Kip's all just like I feel like it's one-sided, you know, Mm. like a one-sided relationship. Like. Kip's all just like, "Yo, I'm a gangster dude." Yo,
0: <laughs> I, I see. I thought it was one-sided, but then she ended up being like totally in love with him. So it, it I
1: feel like she's a gold digger that it, <laughs> doesn't know that he's not rich.
0: He doesn't have any gold. <laughs> I you know, that would actually make sense. It would be the one thing in this movie that did make sense. So I'm not sure. I, I think I think in a logical world you're absolutely right. I'm just not sure. <laughs> I like the fact that this world is that the world of this movie is so illogical that stuff like that couple can happen. Yeah. So I kinda wanted to be together just to prove that I feel it like it can't happen.
1: I feel like, um, Kip would be like one of the kind of people that like on their like Facebook page or like Tinder or whatever website they were using. I feel like they would he would be the kind of person to like take a picture and like chop his head off in Photoshop and then like put it on the body of Chris Hemsworth or something. (laughs) Or like some sort of the rock.
0: Yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask you about the tetherball. So Oh Is that like the most... What
1: was that?
0: It it totally makes sense that that would be Napoleon's activity during P.E. or recess or whatever. Yeah. Because it's just him by himself slapping a ball. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is like the most desperate, lonely, depressing thing, right?
1: And he's like taking it like he's training for the (laughs) tetherball Olympics.
0: But then Deb comes up at the end and she's out there with him slapping with it. Yeah. And I you know, here's the thing. You want to say that at least if there's a character growth in this movie is that Napoleon learns to stop being like a jerk and actually be nice to her?
1: God. But
0: I, exactly. I don't believe it. I think that if they got together at the end of this movie, which we don't know exactly for sure how that worked, but if they, I think did, they did, if they did, kind of. I think that within like 2 weeks he had done stuff cuz he would have no he just struck me as having no self-realization, right? He didn't understand how ridiculous he was. Yeah. And he would run her off just by being himself. Oh. And not being... <gasps> oh! Con- and not by being considerate.
1: That's a that's a way to put it. Um.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> true, though. It's true. Well, a couple of things about Nacho Libre, because we saw that one more recently. Yeah. And Jack Black, what'd you think? I mean, did he do a good job? He's a fabulous actor <laughs> well yeah we've seen him in, um, in G- Jumanji G- <laughs> yeah he is great I see this is the thing he did several movies back about 15 years ago that I never saw he did School of Rock and a couple of others and I've never seen them Oh, he was in King Kong though and I did see that but it was not that great so yeah, I thought he was really good in this. And again, it's another one of these absurdist things where he's he's an orphan raised in a like a Catholic orphanage in Mexico, I guess. I, I guess. Yeah.
1: Because he had like the Mexican wrestlers.
0: Yeah, yeah, the luchador, luchadors. Yeah. Oh. And that's kind of the Very big, macho. the yeah, the big celebrities there are the big the big wrestlers with their masks. That's mm-hmm. like the big thing. And so he's always dreamed of being one of those. And but meanwhile, he's cooking. Horrible food for the orphans. Like mush.
1: (laughs) It is. It it looks like something a donkey would have either like like pooped out and then ate and then puked.
0: Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) And he has that really sweet nun that he's attracted to, or I guess she's a nun. I don't know because if she is a nun, then he has no chance. So I don't know why he's wasting
1: time. Well, she is a nun because she wears the little nun outfit. outfit. Yeah. And then he's a he's um, a a brother. Brother?
0: yeah okay. he's, he's I, I
1: really kind of
0: like I'm a monk, monk in a way i guess but i'm not sure it wasn't very clear and i don't know exactly how they were
1: the little, the little brown outfit thing
0: yeah the robes but see the relationship in this movie that reminded me so much of what uh of what the director had done in napoleon dynamite was a relationship between him between jack black's character and his wrestling partner the really scrawny guy they called the skeleton so, or whatever yeah because that guy was he totally had the best hair. He'd have big, big,
1: like big hair. He had fabulous hair. Once he, like, it wasn't just, like, a matted mess.
0: So, yeah, Jared Hess. These are both Jared Hess movies. In fact, Jared Hess, I was reading, they went to school together at BYU uh, in film school. He and hair and, and uh, John Hader. But, but yeah, so Jack Black and his wrestling partner, and they end up trying to wrestle their way into fame and fortune and yeah. while still not... While still being able to take care of the little the little orphan kids and still making the romantic moves on the nun, oh boy! So, what did you think about that movie, Nacho Libre? Did, did you find it as entertaining or?
1: It was interesting. <laughs> um,
0: Which one did you like better? Um,
1: Napoleon Dynamite.
0: Yeah, I think so. Me too. I feel like um, marginally better.
1: I feel like Napoleon Dynamite seems more like something that you would watch when you're a teenager with your friends at a sleepover, mm-hmm. I guess. And then Nacho Libre seems like something that you would watch when you're like really little and <laughs> and it's just on Nickelodeon okay. or Disney Channel or whatever. And you're just like, "Oh, let's watch this." And, "Oh, I like this."
0: So, if you were a sleepover with your friends, would you bust out Napoleon Dynamite and get them to watch? Oh, it? heck yeah. <laughs> Do you think your friends would like it?
1: They would hate it. <laughs> They would hate it with every bone in their body. They would be like, "Mira, why do you like this?" And I'd just be like, "I don't know. It is weird. I am weird. I like it. Ooh."
0: <laughs> it is. A, it is a unique movie, even with other movies that have been made by the same, you know, actor and the same director. It is pretty unique. So, all right. So let's wrap up with our overall evaluation. So,
1: okay. Do we do this on like a?
0: How do you want to do it? Scale of 1 to 10? Sure. Okay, let's do scale of 1 to okay. 10. Let's let's do it, break it down. So acting, the actors, the characters on a scale of mm. 1 to 10. Ooh. The actors and the acting in Napoleon Dynamite, mm. 1 to 10. 10 being the best, 1 being terrible.
1: I feel like I'm going to give it a 7. I feel like Deb's character, she's a good actor and all. She just, like, seemed a little flat, you know?
0: The whole... Yeah, they all like, seemed flat. Some,
1: char- <laughs> some characters, they seemed... Their acting was like the soda. It's all carbonated (laughs) and stuff. And she kind of seemed like one that wasn't, that was kind of getting flat, you know? Not quite. Still a little bit Hmm. of bubbles or whatever. But like, getting there, you know?
0: Well, I'm going to go seven as well because I think, I think it's a good number. Because I thought that while the acting was very flat across the board in this movie, that's what they wanted I felt like yeah that's I felt like what the director wanted was for them to be very deadpan
1: yeah but sometimes like mm,
0: mm-hmm. it Annoyed you sometimes or what
1: yeah because <laughs> it was just like sometimes you wish that like movies were like choose your own adventure books <laughs> that's you cool. know because like you're doing really stupid stuff and they're like oh creepy... Oh, there's a crazy axe murderer coming for me. Hmm, let's go to the garage where I have multiple axes. Ooh, let's go to the basement where I'll be cornered. Hmm, (laughs) let's not call the police. Hello?
0: Okay, so seven... I think is good. All right, what about the plot, such as it was, on a scale of one to ten? The story. There was no plot. That's right. So, but was that a bad thing though, or no. in this case that wasn't? Usually, I would say that was a problem, but in this movie's like, case,
1: yeah. Sometimes, sometimes movies without plot shows can seem like clip shows, you know, of mm-hmm. like TV shows and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Just highlights.
1: And like sometimes it can feel like Sports Center, <laughs> and then sometimes it can feel like an actual baseball. Basketball game,
0: okay, or football game, I, or whatever. I, I they got show you. On that. I like your metaphor there. That's good. Okay, so how you put, how you rate it then?
1: Um, I'm gonna give it maybe like a five point five.
0: We're we're like reading each other's minds here. Oh dang it! Because I was well, I was thinking five because I think that it it doesn't have a plot, but that was kind of the point. So I'm yeah. meeting it halfway. You I know, feel what like mean?
1: sometimes in like some places it was kind of like all over the place. You know, mm-hmm. you were going. Back and forth between Deb and all of her, they did like beauty shots maybe like eight times in the movie because yeah, like yeah. they did it they did it with the uncle dude and then I'm pretty sure they did it with oh yeah I'm pretty sure they did it with Kip I think because maybe she, I, I don't really I can't I don't remember, remember that now
0: but yeah it's uh, <laughs> that was fun all right so now Nacho Libre characters one to ten how did you think
1: oh um. Six. The characters got kind of boring at points. Yeah, they weren't quite like, as
0: colorful as the as Napoleon
1: Dynamite. Like. It seemed like Nacho Libre, the dude, Nacho. Mhm. They didn't really give us much insight on his like background and his parents and stuff. Mhm. He just like talked about them once in a conversation with the nun character. Mhm. And um, he only had like two goals, and they were just um. His two goals were help the orphanage become famous as, like, a Mexican wrestler dude.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much, it, that's really? it.
1: The nun character, she was confusing. Like, aren't nuns not supposed to date?
0: Right. Yeah. They don't get married, they don't date. They're supposed to be married to the church, yes. And. So that was creepy.
1: That was pretty weird, because, like. Because like, he knew
0: that. He just didn't care. He just And there was like a there was like another guy that worked there, member that liked her also. And they were yeah. and that was funny because they were kinda of competing for a while, but that kinda of petered out. We never saw anything more with that, I yeah. don't think.
1: Like at the very end where they're at the field trip thing, the nacho Libre guy just looks over and just smiles at the nun and she gives him a thumbs up. Yeah. And then they're just like okay. Excuse me? <laughs> huh?
0: So how do you how do you rate you rate the character as a 6, I think you said? 5.5. 5. Uh, okay. And how do you rate the plot? I think this one had a little more of a plot than Napoleon Dynamite, actually. This
1: one actually had a plot. You did,
0: yeah. Like You said it had sort of two threads that we followed along. That's right. Not the greatest plots ever, though, I don't think.
1: I feel like this movie was more of like a family movie, you know? Yeah. So, like, since it's a kid's movie, kind of, they can't, they're not going to have, like, a very confusing plot that kids can't follow, you know, Makes I think. Sense. Okay. I couldn't follow plots when I was little. <laughs> Turn on a TV show if they they don't just have, like, one set of characters that goes in a straight line. Oh, crap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, I guess I'll give the characters of of uh, Nacho Libre... I think the characters, actually, I'm going to give, like, a 6.5, because I thought that it had... I thought they were fairly good. And the plot, I'll give a... Uh, I guess I'll go 6.5 on that, too, because I thought... It had more of a plot than Napoleon Dynamite, but just enough.
1: I'm going to say, like, six-ish
0: Okay. Ish All
1: right. for that. That just works.
0: Like... So, last stop. Any thoughts on either one of those movies to wrap up? Um, Are you glad you watched them? Yeah. Yeah?
1: I need a... I want to vote for Pedro's shirt. Vote for
0: Pedro shirt, Pedro's man. shirt.
1: <laughs> Nobody would get it, because, like, that movie came out and... 2004.
0: I was going to say, those shirts are everywhere. It's just they've they've been in people's closets for a long time now or in yeah. the Goodwill. So, <laughs> yeah, they used to be all over the place. I mean, all over the place. All right. Well, thank you, Mira, for coming on the show for your first, like, Major League appearance on here.
1: Ooh. Right. I'm so fancy. Mm.
0: You are going to come back again sometime? Sure. Great, great. All right, we'll find our next uh, thing to watch and, and, and at some point, and then we'll cover it too. All right. Okay. Well, the rocket's going to get on out of here for another episode. hope you enjoyed this little special episode with Mira and me, and we will see you guys down the road. Bye.
1: Uh, quality Base here. The Eagle has landed.